0: church family, when God wrote to Abraham, thank you for the special, by the way. When God wrote to Abraham, he told him that he would give him a seed and he would make a great nation out of that seed. When you, again, look at the scriptures in Genesis 12-2, don't turn there, but Genesis 12-2 says, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Israel was that nation that God was talking about, and he promised that to Abraham several times. In Genesis 18, 18, the angel was speaking. He said, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Church family, America is blessed because of Israel. And sometimes people don't like to connect the dots, but I want to tell you something. We got the word of God from the nation of Israel. And uh, we got a, a Savior who died on a cross from the nation of Israel. And if you look down, what God promised Abraham came true. And I believe it's still coming true. Uh, Our memory verse today talked about uh, those who bless him shall be blessed. Those who curse him shall be blessed. I'm sorry, those who curse him shall be cursed. And all the uh, families of the earth shall be blessed because of Abraham talking about that promise that he gave that a great nation would come. In Genesis 21, when Isaac was about to be killed in 2118, arise, lift up the lad and hold him in thine hand, for I will make him a great nation and that nation was the land of israel now church family israel does still not believe as a whole does not believe that the messiah was jesus christ but jesus was the messiah and that messiah jesus christ is going to come back a second time and he will set his kingdom up and uh, they will uh, those who crucified him the first time as far as the nation of people uh, will understand that he was the messiah now all of that said this morning, I want you to look at Deuteronomy chapter 4, and I want you to, taking that thought, I want you to look at a couple verses with me. In Deuteronomy chapter number 4, I'm going to pick it up, if you don't mind, in verse number 6. It says, keep therefore and do them, talking about the statutes of God, keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, in other words, the other nations are going to say this about Israel, surely this, what's the next two words? great nation is a wise and understanding people verse number seven for what nation is there so what's the word great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord God is in all things that we call upon him for verse eight again and what nation is there so great and has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day you're going to notice the words great nation is used in verse number six and verse seven and eight the nation is Uh, what nation there is so great. I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning, and it will be very brief this morning because of our visitors uh, coming. But I want you to think for just a moment on how to be a great nation. Now think about this. God said this. God said about Israel, this is how you're going to be a great nation. And by the way, it hasn't changed. All It has not changed whatsoever. You know, uh, Alexis de Tocqueville was a Frenchman. He wrote the book called Democracy in America. And Alexis de Tocqueville said this America is great because she is good. And if America ever ceases to be good, she will cease to be great. Now, I want to tell you, I know that that was not a prophecy, and I know that's not even from a man of God. But I want to tell you what that man said is true. And when America ceases to follow the things of God and do what God wants for our lives, America will cease to be good. All right? And listen, I'm glad I'm an American this morning. And I know sometimes we seemingly speak out of both sides of our mouth because we get disgusted with what's going on in America when it comes to things that are contrary to the Word of God. There are churches today that are being fined in California because they're having services. That's crazy. And we have become accustomed and used to the idea, well, abortion, it's, it's, it's okay because the law says, because of you know, Roe versus Wade. I want to tell you something. We shouldn't be accustomed to murdering babies. We should not be accustomed to, oh, you can't have the Ten Commandments in a courtroom. You can't have the Ten Commandments. I was talking to one of the folks in our church, and uh, they were doing uh, uh, viral uh, education. And in the uh, education, in the background, it's okay to have Black Lives Matter, but you can't have the Ten Commandments. You can get quiet all you want, church family. We've gone away from God as an American society. And I want to tell you something. We will never be the great nation that God wants us to be if we do not follow God's word. God's word is what matters. All right? Now, this morning, I want to talk about those verses this morning, what nation is there so great and how to be a great nation. Let's pray together. Father, we ask again for your power and your blessing. Lord, would you please again use the word this morning. May we honor and glorify you. Lord, I know we've stopped for a few moments to honor the civil servants this morning, and to a degree we've honored the United States of America. And Lord, we look at our history of Francis Scott Key writing the national anthem. We know it's not scripture. But Father, Lord, it's a symbol of what you've allowed us to have as far as the freedom in the United States. Lord, I ask you to please help us as Christians, Lord, to glorify you and be thankful, Lord, for what you've brought us to and where, where from. And Lord, may we lift you up this morning. And Lord, we want to be a great nation. And we understand that it's because of great people, most importantly, a great God, but a people, Father, that puts you first. And give us wisdom this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. This morning I want to talk about these things quickly with you this morning. What made Israel great are the same thing that's going to make our nation great. If you're an American and you're glad you're an American, say amen. Yes. You ought to be. You ought to be. I'm disgusted with these people that want to show shame to, the, to our national anthem. I'm disgusted with these people who can burn a flag. All right? And I've said it before and I have no bones about it. If you don't like America, get out. If you think our flag's so bad, wrap it around yourself before you light it a fire. But this is ridiculous. We live in the United States of America, and it gives a person the freedom to burn a flag. That's the kind of freedom we have because somebody died so you could burn the flag. And and this morning, I'm a Christian before I'm an American. I'm a child of God. This is not my home. I'm just passing through. But this is where God's placed us, and we are blessed because of God. We're not blessed in the United States of America because of our military power. We're not blessed because of our economic prosperity. We are not blessed because of the geographical beauty of the United States of America. We are not blessed because of the standard of education. We are blessed because there's a God in heaven that put his hand of blessing upon this country. And we ought to go, and, and we can just go back in our family lineage and understand you're blessed because you have Christian parents, or you're blessed because God got, brought the gospel to you. But we are blessed as a nation because there were Christians. This idea that we're not a Christian nation, we might not be acting very Christian, but I just want to tell you that this nation is what it is because of Christians. Amen. Even people who were unbelievers and lost had standards of the Word of God built into their core that. You worked, that you treated your wife like a queen and like a spouse that you loved and that you stayed married, and that you disciplined your children with the rod. Can I tell you that our nation grew up with Christians that believed the Word of God and with unbelievers who practiced the word of God. And now we're living in a society where we want to throw everything out the window, and we want everybody to have their freedom. Let's just really quickly, here's the thought this morning. If we're going to be a great nation, we've got to go back to what makes a great nation. Look, what he says here, there's only, there's only just a couple here. Actually, there's three, but I, want my, I might only get to two this morning. Here's what he says in verse number uh, six. It says in verse six, keep therefore and do them. Now, I'm going to have to back up verse five. Verse five, behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, Moses speaking here, that ye should do so, in the land whither ye go to possess it, keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Now, I don't know if you see it or not this morning, but to me it's pretty clear in these verses here that Moses said, God's given you statutes and judgments, and those statutes and judgments is what's going to set you apart from everybody else. <laughs> Young people, look at me this morning. Boys on the front, look at me this morning. This is so important. I can't get across how important this is. We're living in a day today that you can't have the Ten Commandments in a courtroom. We're living in a day that you can't pray and say the name of Jesus in a schoolroom. Can I tell you something? Our country has hurt you. Our country. We have unbelievers who are leading the country in a lot of areas and are allowing these laws to be set in place. And I just want to tell you what makes a nation great is the word of God. It's his statutes and his judgments. And and this morning, in verse number five, as well as in verse number six, you're going to find a two-letter word that's really important. It's called the word do. He says, when you're doing my statutes and judgments, it's what's going to cause people to look at your lives. And they're going to say, hey, that's a pretty great nation. What's going to make it a great nation is that they're doing God's word. They were doing it. Psalm 33, verse number 12, blessed is that nation whose God is the Lord. Psalm 144, verse 15, happy is that people that is in such a case, yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Listen, church family, we, we've got to get back to doing the word of God, and if Christians don't do the word of God, then Who is? It's amazing to me, it's it's all the time, it's not just at election time. We want to blame the President of the United States because things are bad, or we want to blame our legislature, and to a degree, we want to even blame our governor. We want to blame all kinds of people of why things are going bad. And the truth of the matter is, it goes back to what makes a great nation is the people who do the Word of God. Listen to me, if anybody ought to be doing the Word of God, it ought to be those who are children of God. I want to tell you... uh, (laughs) You know, we're, a, a person's life is not going to change yeah. until they know Jesus Christ, their Savior. And, and I mean, talk about it as a whole. Therefore, if any man be in Christ a new creature, what changes a person's life is Christ, amen? If you're saved, that changes. Now, we can still do, we can still do what a lost person does in, in living in a backslidden state. But, but can I tell you something? A Christian is supposed to be the light and salt of the earth. If we would do the word of God, we could make a difference in somebody else's life. Yeah. We're ashamed to do it. You know why? We're intimidated by people, and we're intimidated, intimidated about what the world system is, and we want to cower to it. Somebody ought to stand up and say, "We're not doing that." That's right. Amen. Yes. You know, I'm a little bit ashamed of myself uh, during this COVID thing because in, uh, there's, uh, there's nothing wrong. We're going mask. Wear a mask. But there's something inside of me I just can't. And I said, I know I can because I have. I've gone to see Brother Mize in the hospital. I have put a mask. That's the only time I wore a mask. I've gone to the hospital. But I will stand up to somebody who tells me how I have to wear a mask. And I'm thinking to myself, you're a Christian. There's a whole lot more biblical things you ought to be standing up for than some stupid mask. Amen. I was at McDonald's last night. Went to McDonald's and they liked me there. At least I thought they did. <laughs> but normally I go in by myself because they know me, I've studied these different fast food places for so long. That they put up with me. Well, I wasn't thinking last night. I took 15 people with me, and all 15 of them didn't have masks. Well, that kind of upset the apple cart. They come out with a box of masks and says, "All you people need to wear masks." Well, I just told him, "Well, I don't wear. I'm sorry, but I don't wear masks." And so, and I just had to remind myself, "You're a Christian." And you know what? I don't have a problem with telling somebody I'm not going to wear a mask. But you know, sometimes a, as a Christian, I have a problem handing somebody a gospel track. Or, I have a, or sometimes I have a time, hard time standing up and saying, hey, listen, the reason I don't do that is cause not because I'm a preacher, because I'm a Christian. Amen. We don't listen to that kind of music and we don't act that kind of way. And I'm not going to use the Lord's name in vain. I'm not going to do those things. Not because I'm a, I'm a good person. I'm a filthy, ungodly person, but I've got a God in heaven who's given us his word and I'm supposed to do it. Church me. What, what are you taking a stand for Christ at work? What are, you taking, what, what, are you t- what are you willing to take a stand for for Christ when it comes to people? Are you ashamed because you're a Christian? Are you ashamed because of where you go to church? Are you ashamed because of how you dress? Are you ashamed because of how you talk? You know, I want to tell you something. For me, it's a mass. For you, it's a ball team. There's some of you, you are so sold on your ball team, you would stand up and proclaim their glories because you're sold on that. I want to tell you, there's something we ought to be sold on. It ought to be on God. We got to be sold on him and stand up for him. You say, Pastor Franks, why is it so important? I want to tell you why it's so important, okay? You have two ways of doing this. You have a way of doing it God's way, or you have a way of doing it your way. And And I already have a history lesson for you to tell you how that ends up. Read the book of Judges. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Just read the book of Judges and how many people fell and were killed and were destroyed because they decided they thought their way was the best way. Can I tell you what makes a great nation? A great nation does not do it their way. Well, I think that, you know, everybody ought to have the free choice of abortion. Everybody ought to have the free choice uh, of this idea of homosexuality and lesbian. You know, it doesn't matter, you know. We're, we're, We're born a lesbian. You're not born a lesbian. That's called every man doing that which is right in his own eyes. That's all that's called. You know what makes a great nation? What makes a great nation when we do what God says? When we do what God says? Something else quickly here, and I'm going to close here, but here's what he says next in verse number six. He says, a great nation is a person who keeps the commandments of God, does them. Verse number seven. For what nation is there so great? For what nation is there so great? Who hath God so nigh unto them? As the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for. So Jimmy, you know what makes a great nation? Number one, those who do God's law. But you know what makes a great nation? Those who draw nigh to God. Hey, you know what made Israel so great? Is because God was there. God was there when the Red Sea parted. God was there when the ten plagues took place. God was there when water uh, uh, came out of a rock. God was there when manna fell from heaven. God was there. I want you to build me a tabernacle. And I want you to set that tabernacle in the center of all the, of the 12 tribes of Israel. I want all of their tents to be surrounding one thing. I want it to be the tabernacle of the congregation. The tabernacle of congregation is gonna have a holy place. It's gonna have a most holy place. It's gonna have a, a, a mercy seat inside the most holy place. And that's where I'm gonna come down the Shekinah glory of God. And I'm gonna be in there and the priest can come in once a year. And the tabernacle was God's sanctuary. You know what made Israel so great? They had God. I know you're not saying it this morning, but I think sometimes we, we show it by our actions, whether we say it, we're thinking it or not. But so many times we think to ourselves, I'm just one person. We're just one family. We're just one church. This is just one city. Just, can I tell you this morning, I can't change everybody else, but I sure can change me. You love America? Say amen. amen. Then make sure you do God's commandment. Make sure you draw nigh to him. Would you like America to be great again? You ever heard that statement before? You know how America's going to be great again? It won't be an election. You want America to be great again? Then do God's law and draw an eye to God. Well, just, you know, if we could just get everybody out and vote. No, if we get everybody in a prayer closet. Amen. If we get everybody to the house of God, called the house of prayer, and if we would call upon him, that's how this nation would be great again. Amen. Hey, I know you, Pastor. I'm just one person. I'm just a small part. But do your part. Amen. What's your part? Your part is to make sure that you obey the commandments of God. Your part is to make sure that you draw nigh to God and call upon Him. And God, help me to be what I'm supposed to be for the, the salt and light of this community and this earth. God, help. Please make our nation great, and it's going to become great because of people who draw nigh to God. Look at your Bible one more time this morning. Here's what he says. At the end of verse number six, he says, surely they're gonna say this great nation is wise and understanding people. Verse number seven, for what nation is there so great who who hath God so nigh unto them? Verse number eight, and what nation is there so great that hath statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? You know, when we use the word nation, the word nation is a collective... I'm done. Please don't turn me off this morning. I know this morning is just a this, 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 few verses, but... When we use the word nation, it's a collective word. The United States of America. It's a collective term. It's, 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 it's not just one city. It's not just one county, one country, or one state. It's the United States. It's the nation of, of, as a group of people. But isn't it interesting that the book of Deuteronomy was called Second Law. This group's about to go into the promised land in the second generation. He is not addressing collectively. Look at verse number, the very next verse, verse number nine. Only take heed to what? Look at verse number 15. Take ye therefore good heed unto what? Look at verse number 23. Take heed unto what? Trisha, I'm just trying to tell us this morning that great nation comes from a great people and you're only going to be a great people if you've got a great God. So how do I do that? I do God's law. How do I do that? I draw nigh to God. Do you ever get tired of this broken record from the platform? Do you ever just get tired of it? Don't say a word, but do you ever get tired of it? That was a rhetorical question statement. Don't, Don't answer it, okay? Don't you ever get tired of, read your Bible, Study God's word. Nope. Memorize scripture. Spend time in prayer. Pray for yourself. Pray for others. You know what? It all goes down to one thing. You're a child of God and he wants to have fellowship with you. Amen. Amen. And the more you have fellowship with him, the more you're going to influence people. The more you influence people, the more we can have a great nation. Amen. Israel was a great nation at one time. You know why Israel was a great nation? Because they kept the commandments of God and because they talked to Him, you know, what makes the United States of America great. It's what we were founded on, and it's what we're getting away from. It's keeping the commandments of God and us calling upon Him. This last week, today, September the thirteenth. This last week was September the eleventh. How many remember the twin towers falling September? How many remember that? Remember that? Most of us know exactly where we were at. It was so life changing. We also remember that when that happened, the very next Sunday, the churches were as full. Churches across the nation were as full as they had ever been. We don't need something drastic to happen for us to call upon God. What makes a great nation is a person who can, a person Christian, continually doing the Word of God and continually calling upon God. He's a great God. I don't mind honoring the firemen up here I don't mind honoring the the medics outside and I don't mind honoring the police. I think it's a wonderful thing. But our nation's not going to be great because of just civil servants. be great because of Christians who draw nigh to him. Are you having a walk with him? Are you spending time with him on a regular basis? That's what makes you part of a great nation. There's a bunch of people who aren't. Somebody needs to. Would you bow your head and close your eyes this morning?